I'm Heather Roberts here with Jim Todd from OMSI. He's the director of the planetarium at our uh, Oregon Museum of Science and Industry. We're going to talk Halloween today, and I am so excited. I'm welcome to talk about All Hallow Eve, what they actually call it. All Hallows Eve, and you claim that this is actually an astronomical event, which is shocking to me because I really thought this was all about the candy. Well, it's one of those things that most people don't know, but it's a, kind of like a fun story, actually. It's called Crossover Day. And what it's, it's viewed as that we're halfway between the autumnal equinox, which was on September 22nd, and we're heading towards the winter solstice. It's coming up on December 21st, 22nd. And Crossover Day is right in the middle. And so they decided, for some fun reason, they said, hey, let's make this a holiday. And so Halloween is actually an astronomical event called Crossover Day. There are four of them, and Halloween is one of them. Except that October 31st is not actually Crossover Day. Not exactly. It's just a, it's a funky thing of the, the calendar system curve that 2,000 years ago. Halloween originally originated in England with the uh, the Celts and the Samhain, which is Gaelic. And they had a, a, a different calendar system then, which is called the Julian calendar. And then we moved into the uh, Gregorian calendar, which we are in now. There was about a week off. But truly, it's November 7th. It's going to be the crossover day. But So if I wait to dress up until November 7th, I'm not wrong. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. No. But interesting enough, though, Heather, that... Um, Halloween is on the 31st at the end of the harvest, and they wanted to dress up, and they were celebrating the uh, the harvest season, and they were dressing up to scare the ghosts away and the evil spell. That's why November 1st is called All Saint Day, where the ghosts go to sleep. And, and so it's a fun little story you could talk about, and it's a Halloween, All Saint Day, Crossover Day. That's a lot of fun meaning to this. So what does that mean for us when we're in your world and when we're watching the skies? Uh, what that means is you notice that uh, the sky, the nights are getting longer and the days are getting shorter. Halloween has kind of that uh, spooky feeling to it. Um, that's good, and it's getting darker and scarier. And that's why Halloween would really a perfect fit for this crossover day. So we'll, what we can actually see is that the temperature is starting to fall a little bit. Hey, we even got snow in the mountain now, and we're seeing longer uh, nice, and it's going to continue like this way from equinox to equinox, from autumnal to spring equinox, that the nights are going to be longer than the day. Okay? And so the solstice is actually the shortest day of the year. So that's what all this means is that the crossover day, Halloween, some people see it as scary, dark, and it's a perfect kind of setting. Now, Halloween is not well, or November seventh. I'm I am going to uh, <laughs> lobby for us moving Halloween to November seventh, just because I I am all for accuracy. Uh, it is not the only crossover day that is also kind of a holiday. Exactly. Well, Halloween is the first one, one of them, and the next one is Groundhog Day. And then after that, it's May Day, and then Lamas Day. Now, Lamas Day, I believe, is a British holiday, uh, which is a, a festival of bread. And so those are the four crossover day, and Halloween is one of them. And it's, then, of course, we have the equinoxes. The best, 
it's probably the best known. I mean, let's be honest, Groundhog Day and May Day, not not as widely celebrated as Halloween. Yeah, and they all have their meanings. They really do, you know. Um, but I like Halloween. It may stand time the crossover day, even though it's not November 7th. And it, it's a spooky and it has the different meanings and all staying. So it's a good way to celebrate and get people talking, thinking about it. Oh, we're halfway there towards the winter solstice. And you could definitely see some of the signs of that. Well, and it's, it is for those of us, me included, who are ready already to get back to having a little bit longer days. It's almost a nice reminder that we're halfway through to that, the, the winter solstice when we do start seeing the day starting to get a little longer. It's, a, it's, it's that in-between time. We're on the, we're on the downslope, if you will. On the downslope. You know, it's funny about the Groundhog Day. At the upslope, when they they bring out the uh, the groundhog, and to see how much longer winter's going to be and what have you, you know that's kind of the opposite. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, well, we're going to have a longer winter, or we're going to see a shadow or not, and so that's kind of how it's viewed. It's kind of the opposite uh, of celebration. I guess that depends on whether you believe a rodent can predict the uh, forecast or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's true, go. but. You know, that's the whole point of this. You get people talking about it and they say, oh, well, we're halfway there. Okay, that, that makes sense. Let's talk a little bit about as we're heading into winter. I know technically we're not in winter yet, but you're fresh off of this annular eclipse that we had earlier in October. Now you're looking ahead to uh, the changing of the seasons. What do you see as the big planetary or, you know, sky events that we can look forward to over the next couple of months? Well, we have one coming up very soon on November 3rd, and it's called the Jupiter Opposition. And Jupiter is going to be really bright and a magnitude of 2.9, minus 2.9. And that's just spectacular. Now, opposition, what it means that the planet and the sun are opposite parts of the sky from Earth. And so whenever uh, opposition appears for a planet, that is the best time to view that planet because it's close, big, and bright. And so that's what Jupiter is doing right now. It's really bright now. All you have to do is go out after sunset and look towards the southeast as you see a beacon. And it's going to get even brighter yet as we get into November 3rd. So that's the, the next celestial event. As people are noticing, wow, what is that really bright thing over there? And on that day... Jupiter will be visible from sunset to sunrise all night long. And if you have a telescope and binoculars, this is an excellent time. Look at Jupiter, look at the four Galilean moons. And Jupiter turned on its axis for 10 hours for a single day. So the Galilean moons, they're doing like a square dance around Jupiter by the hour, by the day. And it's, it's so much fun. So if you can get a binocular and hold it steady, you get a telescope, take a look at Jupiter and enjoy the beauty. And the colors really show. You can see the uh, red spot. You can see the belt. You can see the Galilean moon, the spectacular event. And then soon after that, we'll have the Leonid meteor shower. It's coming up uh, around November uh, 21st, 22nd. And that's going to be the peak. That's what everybody looks forward to. Uh, one in the largest meteor shower of the year. And uh, so this one is well-known. 
putting on a great show uh, because the nights are longer and have more time and it's darker. So the Leonids are coming up. It seems like that's kind of the general theme for you, at least. We talked about that during the during the eclipse conversation, that as the days get longer, we see the more opportunities to really enjoy what's happening in the night sky. There's just, frankly, more night sky to behold. Exactly. But unfortunately for Oregonians, we have, uh, we have to deal with the rain and the There's clouds. ever-present clouds. It's, so it really depends yeah, yeah. on where you are. Yeah, yeah. And so, but also it's important to note too that we will probably see more and more opportunity to see the Northern Lights. Uh, and to see the reason that the sun is expanding, um, we're coming up to the peak of the cycle 20, uh, 20, uh, 25. And as the sun is expanding, we see more and more storm, more and more storm creates an opportunity for the Northern Lights. And if we get a good timing of the strong storm and, and heading us to the right time at the right place, we can be in for a show. Oregon is due for one. We, we've had some opportunity, but it's always a, a bad day. It was cloudy. And so we're hoping for a good show of Northern Lights uh, this fall, um, winter, and spring. It's an opportunity. Now, where does that depend on where you are in Oregon as far as you, how good your viewing will be? Well, uh, yeah, uh, if you're closer court, uh, if you're in, in Northern Oregon, you have a better chance than Southern Oregon. Okay. okay. And of course, it'd be even better if you're up in the Washington area. Okay. Um, but just, just look, look toward the North and you'll see what looks like, which for some people, it looks like a fog or a haze, but our eyes are not sensitive enough to, to pick up on the colors. Okay. And so, if you have a DSLR camera or a camera that do a long exposure, then it will bring out the color and bring out the magic of the northern lights. Because here, it's just very low above the northern horizon. I'm just waiting for the major storm where it will really captivate the entire sky. But we haven't had those yet. We're just hoping for one. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out. Well, Jim Todd, we are out of time, but as always, such a pleasure to talk with you. The uh, director of OMSI's Planetarium, thank you so much. And happy All uh, Hallows' Eve. Yeah, and happy Halloween. <laughs> thank you. You're listening to FM News 100.1 and 1110 KBND.